The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Trateris here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my Chris Powell, the man, the plan, the one and only, the one and only John Malika. And with us is always to hold it down like the foundation that he is, video producer Greg. We back. Jets are off, but we back. We got to give you this content while the Jets are hot because who knows? The next <laughs> oh, time they'll be on. six and three. Whoa, 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 whoa. Chill out. <laughs> come on. Yo, coming in hot. Before we even recorded, all pessimistic about the Knicks for losing one game. Now the Jets are sitting here six and three, and, and you're upset. Yo. It's not one game, bro. It's not one game. Yo, yo, the Knicks are fine. The Rangers are fine. They're up six two on the on the Red Wings right now. The Knicks and the Rangers right now, they're just beating on the teams that they're supposed to beat, and they're losing to the teams that they're supposed to lose to. Everything's fine over there. And on the other hand, we have the New York Football Jets. Who are beating everyone, whether we're supposed to beat them or they're not supposed to beat them. That's why you can be hyped about them, man. They actually on paper and on the field look good. <laughs> well, they were the most, I mean, it is the bye week. So we can kind of riff for a little bit. Today we'll, we'll be doing, uh, the upcoming schedule. We'll go through it. We always, we also have uh, some midseason awards, uh, that we're going to go through, but it's also, it's just nice to like be able to breathe, right? You know what I mean? Like right now we'd be panicked. About this week's game, think about injury reports and everything. Like, not not only was that such a disrespectful line that we had going into the bye week, uh, in double digits at home. Like, come on, man. I know the Patriots game was bad, but come on. And now I think we are finally being respected, which doesn't really matter. But I think the defense is just impossible not to respect them. And now we are going into the bye week hungry, positive. Hungry, we see the light. Like they, they all see the playoffs, and I love what Coach Sala preached going into the bye week. Right, there was like the disaster with the other New York team, right, who are also just as hot as us. And he was like, "Yo, <laughs> we're not going into this bye week uh, eating nachos and drinking beer." He's like, "If we do that, we know the results, right?" And we have Elijah Moore posting workouts, which is fine. I think he's finally going to be out of the doghouse. Uh, something else that Salah mentioned, uh, in one of the press conferences that kind of went under the radar, where there, or maybe it was, uh, LaFleur, where they were kind of talking about they weren't sure whether or not to bring back Elijah, like, till after the bye week or not. But then they were like, no, 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 we actually, we want to bring him back and, like, show him that we love him, like, right away. And so they went with that approach as well. But he's still in the doghouse. Like, we saw all the comments from, like, all the players, including CJ Mosley about, like, selfishness. And so I, I, and he didn't get, he hasn't been getting targeted, but last week his snaps went up. 
I think he's going to finally get into it now. So I love where the Jets are at, man. They're holding up all the New York teams for us. And they have redemption on their mind. Like, imagine the Jets being 6-3. and three. Again, we're going to be underdogs uh, right after. We're four and a half points, which is disrespectful. Like, yeah, you said a minute ago that we're finally getting some respect. Yeah, and I, was, I, was gonna I, say, and I actually want to say, and I want to say line. that I want the disrespect to keep being there because every time, the last time they did choose the Jets to win, we, we got, we lost to the Patriots. So keep them as the underdog, man. That's true. China's when they're the underdog. That's who they, they are. They weren't favorites in that game, were they? Against the Patriots? Yeah, there were people choosing, uh, choosing oh, yeah. the Jets. Well, people like in choosing. the, in the, that's NFL. what I meant. That, that, that's what I mean. Like people are oh, starting yeah. to choose and like, no, nah, no, nah, just keep choosing the other team. Keep 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 disrespecting the Jets that way because I want them to show up and constantly shine like this. I feel like I don't know. This is just uh, this is just the the Jets fan in me because I remember after, especially during the Rex Ryan years, you know, two years back to back AFC championships. Then the next year, like, oh, the Jets will be there, and then we weren't there. So no, keep putting us down because I want them to exceed expectations because they've done that so far. So yes, literally, bro. They already cashed over five and a half before the bye week. Incredible. You said bang the over, man. Yeah, I already cashed them, right? And then I th- and then I threw. Now I've been banging the division bets, and they keep dropping, which I love. But yeah, Greg, what was it before the season was what to make the playoffs plus eight hundred, plus eight fifty. And now we're trying to talk about trying to get the five seed, trying to win the division. It's still positive, dude. It's still, I think it's like plus two fifty right now, still to make the playoffs. That's still crazy. being disrespected. But you were about to mention, uh, you were about to make a comment on uh, the plus four and a half next week in New England, huh? That's still disrespectful, yeah, right? It's like, yeah. it's still an extra point and a half. Like, give us the three, make it at least even. But I guess the point and a half because they just beat us. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like we look much improved. I guess New England had a pretty good game against the Colts as well. So, and it's also know. Zach Wilson has not, you know, has thrown seven interceptions against New England. So it's true. You got to factor factor that in too. He's never played in New England though. Still true. has not played well <laughs> against New England. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know. I know. But do you guys have any other real thoughts about? The first half of the season before we go into awards. I think the first half of the season has been honestly stellar by the Jets. The fact that we came out one and three or one and two with Joe Flacco and then Zach Wilson's able to come in and we're able to go on a five and one streak with him. And that's just been true team football. Yeah. Game one sucked against Baltimore. Everyone and Against the Bengals, it also sucked. Everyone was ready to throw Joe Flacco into the Hudson <laughs> with some cement shoes. But the fact that this team just held it together and it, they constantly never give up. I don't think I could say that about a Jets team in the last couple of years where I've never seen anyone give up. And I'm actually calm in a fourth quarter. Like we still have a chance. Like legitimately every time I watch this team go into the fourth quarter, I'm like, now nah, we got a chance. Even against the Buffalo Bills, I'm like, now nah, we got a chance. We got this. I've never felt that confident. And I think that's just the buy-in that they got into Robert Sala. Talk about, you know, we talk about accountability for the Knicks. Talk about him holding everyone accountable. You just talked about Elijah Moore being in the doghouse. Like, look, man, we're not going to tolerate selfishness on this team. Just because it's not going your way, it's going the team's way right now. That's the, that's the greater good. We're thinking about the greater good right now. And, we and that's something... Him. 
And we that's needed like, him too. Yeah, and we need him. And it's like that's the stuff that when I see this team, it's it's just the culture's there. There's been awesome drafting, awesome free agency moves. You know, we haven't overspent in free in free agency. Actually, it's killing it with the DJ Reed signing. He's been the best free agent signing in such a long time. So honestly, man, it's just the vibes are immaculate for the New York <laughs> Jets. That is truly how I feel about this team right now. Greg, what are your first half season thoughts? Yeah, I mean, kind of same stuff. I mean, how can you not be excited about the way this first half is going? We've talked, we talked in the preseason about how the first half is going to be grueling. And then afterwards, it's tough because we got three, all our divisional games are on the road after the bye week. But then this, you know, schedule softens up a little bit, the Lions and the Bears and some other teams. We'll get into it when we do our little preview of the second half. But, um, you know, very, very happy with the way this first half's gone. I think it's also really important to just reiterate how well this team has been constructed because we've had injuries, whether it's a lot of injuries at one position like offensive line or whether it's a major injury to like a major player in Brees Hall, who was the work, was the workhorse running back for us, was able to big, break big plays, was able to make things happen for this offense when it was struggling. And we lose him. We're still able to keep rolling and keep going with Michael Carter, bring in James Robinson. Other guys step up. The one thing that I will say about Elijah Moore that I don't think we've touched on yet is there's a lot of talk between Michael Floor, Salah, other people about moving him to the slot and trying to get some more plays out of the slot position, which is something that we've all talked about for the whole time. He's a smaller guy. He played a lot of slot in uh, Old Miss, and he came here and he was put on the outside because we needed outside guys. Well, we have Mims, we have Corey Davis when he's back. We have Garrett Wilson as a bigger body guy. It can be, you know, bigger than Elijah Moore, at least. So maybe it makes sense to move him more inside, try to get him the ball in space a little bit better instead of just running 30 yards down the field every time trying to beat someone one-on-one. So I'm excited to see the second half, what Elijah Moore can do. We need him. We need big plays. We're, we're in the top of the league in explosive plays. This new stat everyone likes to talk about, explosive plays, explosive plays. We're up there with them, so on offense. So we're limiting them on defense. I think that's the other thing to talk about. This defense has done a complete 180. I mean, we were 32nd, 31st, and 30th in just about every defensive category last year. And now we're in top 10 in a lot of them. You know, you could talk about any, you could pick any stat really, and we're up there. So I'm very happy with the way this defense has turned around. Jeff Ulbricht has done a great job. People are calling for his job in the offseason, the early part of this season. To your guys' point, to start the season, it did not look good against the Ravens. It did not look good against the Bengals. Really didn't look that great against Cleveland, but we won that game, so people don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, and Cleveland's not very good. We're the Steelers, really. We that we relied on Zach Wilson, but we don't like talk about that either. Yeah, so I, you know, I think there's been some great things to 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 you know to pull from, whether it's the coaching staff, whether it's the front office being able to get the guys. Or whether it's the individual players, we've seen individual great efforts from a lot of guys, and we'll talk about that when we get to our midseason awards. But here's the here's the thing, and here's why this New York Jets team, this 2022 team, is different because they are pulling out those wins, those disgusting games, those disgusting wins that they have no business winning. You know what I mean? Like the Browns game, that was luck. Fine. The Steelers game, we just gritted it out because we have a top defense. And then we were able to put, you know, put one drive. And the same thing that happened with the Bills. You know what I mean? We're going crazy about this Bills game. It was just a solid special teams. 
right? We had a fake punt in there with Ashton Davis. Ashton Davis coming to save save the day in two straight games, two straight crazy wins, right? Interception at, uh, in one game and a punt and in a fourth round, uh, fourth fourth down fake punt. I mean, everybody is playing solid where the defense steps up and then the offense has to put one drive together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the Buffalo Bills game, like you're saying, uh, Zach Wilson, uh, this is the fourth quarter, fumbles the ball away. And it's like, oh my God, this game's over. I can't believe we just lost it. Like we were running the, I don't know, 20 yard line or whatever it was when that happened. And then Sauce just boom, gets it right back with an interception on one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, to your point, it's just resilience on both sides of the ball because then we, the offense then takes the ball and drives down the field and scores. So. Yeah. And the reality of the situation is regardless of how you feel about Zach Wilson, he's five and one this year on the New York Jets. He had one horrific game. Yep. He, he had, had a, he has made a lot of mistakes, but he's made a lot of good plays. And he's getting W's, man. He's stack, he's stacking wins for the New York Jets. Something I, I haven't said in years. And we're sitting here thinking about playoffs. And at the end, we'll talk about the exact, the schedule and the seating and who we should be rooting for and get into all that. But man, the New York Jets haven't made the playoffs since 2010. Greg, we were sophomores in college, bro. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we had a shot in 2015, right? And we came up a game short. Yeah, I I went to Buffalo like a dummy uh, yeah. for that for that game, and like, and I still remember like it was yesterday. That was 2015, my man. Yeah, so a long time ago. It makes sense why we're acting like this, but without further ado, let's get into the season awards. Alex, I'll start with you. Who do you got as the midseason? Offensive MVP for the New York Jets. Mid-season offensive MVP. Oh, man. This is tough because the guy who I want to say is injured, and I actually am going to give it to him anyway because <laughs> he got him. He got us. He, he got us to where we are. Like regardless or not, he did it for most of the time. And that's Brees Hall, man. Like I got to give it to Brees Hall. You know. Um he, that home run ability that Greg mentioned earlier in this podcast, that's something that we haven't had since what? Thomas Jones? You know, a guy that could consistently go up the middle or just go on the outside and like break one free and you're like, yo. But I think the difference is that Thomas Jones had a short stint in on the Jets. The last guy who we had for a long tenure that could do that was Curtis Martin. So I. Oh, there we go. He's bringing out the jersey right there. He's got the jersey. He's got the jersey right there. Literally a Thomas Jones jersey. I was like, you got the Thomas Jones. Yeah, there it is. Thomas Jones, baby. Um, but I, I'm going to give it to Brees Hall just because of how he's helped. And look, you talk about during the Denver game, you know, how key he was during, uh, the Steelers game, everything in between the Miami game. He's just shown up, man. And he's a true, bell cow like you can give him the rock 20 times and he's gonna get some yards and he can catch out of the backfield too you know he's a better pass blocker that we talk about for michael carter and that's why he's able to play all three downs so i'm gonna give it to Brees hall because with him the other one guy i would i would give it to is elijah vera tucker in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like those guys are like honorable mentions. Like they yeah. would have won the award yeah. if they were healthy for sure. They were yeah, our best one two players for sure. Yeah. 
But I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with Brees Hall just because he got us here to this point. So I'm I'm gonna leave it with Brees. You're feeling pessimistic today, huh? You, you, any feelings about the Knicks taking the injured guys? Uh, that's fine. You could take you could take Hall and AVT. We love them. Give them their props. Uh, I, I, AVT would have been my guy as well. So I'm with you. I'm yeah. I am ready to get the retro the new retro jerseys that aren't out yet that are in my <laughs> dreams. I'm ready to buy an AVT jersey oh, when that comes out. Greg, who's your offensive midseason MVP? One thing I just want to talk real quick about uh, Alex's when you say pass catching out of the backfield too with Brees Hall, the thing that I love the most are those like wheel routes where they're looking for him for 30 yards down the field for home, for home run balls. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just like a little dump off. He has pass yep. catching ability. It's like he's legit hands down the field where he can make a play. And that's, that's very exciting to see Dude. for a running back that can do it all with true three down back. If he's back and healthy next year. Bro, before he went for 80 attempts, he had 463 yards, yeah. averaging close to six yards a carry. Longest one was six, 62 yards, four TDs. Like, that's impressive. Receiving 218, 218 yards off of, th- off of 19 receptions. Dude's an animal. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah so ho- hopefully he's back healthy, ready to go next season. And, and I, I know I'm it's giving tough. it to him because he still get the stat sheet, like out of receptions. He's still top four <laughs> rushing. He's still number one. It's crazy. <laughs> Still number one, dude. It's so crazy. on this team, on this team to be specific. So that's why I'm yeah. giving it to him. Yeah. All right. So for mine, it's going to be a guy that doesn't get talked about a lot. Oh, no. Sorry. I was thinking of unsung hero. Do you offensive MVP for me? It's easy. It's Garrett Wilson. I was thinking that one. Too. Easy, easy. He's been incredible. I talked about it going into the season. I, th- I said between the three receivers, Elijah Moore. Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson. I really see Garrett Wilson having the ability to lead this team in receiving. And to me now, it's not even close. Corey Davis, we knew he has injury problems. He's injured again. Uh, Elijah Moore, uh, no one saw this coming where we're at with him. So um Garrett Wilson's been able to hold it down. That's why this Elijah Moore thing is like a thorn in the side, but it's not absolutely tragic and ruining our season. Garrett Wilson has been incredible. I mean, so many different ways, whether it's just the ability to get open. We talked about that in the pre-draft process. We talked about that going into the season. He's great separation ability, great route running, incredible hands. But then now we're starting to see that after the catch ability where he's making guys miss. I don't know if you guys saw the the breakdown from someone on Twitter where he, this I think it was the first reception of the game maybe, caught the ball, looked to his right, saw the guy while he was spinning left, landed and then ducked back and the guy just missed him. Like he's able now he's starting to find that groove where he can do more than just catch the ball and run because it is after all his rookie season. He looks great. I mean, preseason, we all kind of had our feelings about taking a wide receiver in the first round. It seems to be the way the NFL is moving with so many going in the first round and top end guys going in the top 10, I guess top 15 with Justin Jefferson. So you know, it seems like another home run pick for us. He's been incredible. I love seeing him and Sauce Gardner vibing on the sidelines together. The rookies having a blast, really holding it down. So for me, Garrett Wilson, I think easy is the offensive MVP right now for me at the midseason point. Yeah. And his, his, his press conferences have been amazing. Also, um, all the one Jets drive stuff where they have uh, everybody mic'd up. 
Uh, he looks, he's like friends with a lot of the team. And you're right. He stepped up for Elijah Moore. I'm sure he's also the reason that Elijah Moore is pissed off. So I guess it goes hand in hand. <laughs> like if he was there, you would have been getting those balls because Garrett Wilson, uh, has uh, a little over 500 yards already, uh, a couple of touchdowns going to the bye week. Do you, do you think he's going to get a thousand yards? Yeah. Yo, he, Alex, you think he's going to get a thousand yards? Um, the pace he's going right now without Corey Davis. If Corey Davis is out for an extended period of time, yeah, that's. I think Corey Davis will be back, but like, how effective can he be? Is he going to play every game? He's on load management, man. Who, Corey Davis or Garrett Wilson? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're talking, look at Garrett Wilson right now. He has 42 receptions off 68 targets, has 521 yards receiving, two TDs. Like, his longest, his longest reception was 54 yards, dude. So I don't see why it's not possible. He's averaging 12 yards. Per reception. I think it's totally doable for him without Corey Davis to go get 1,000 yards. You know, we talked about that at the beginning of the season where Garrett Wilson. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. Did I say Corey Davis? Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, you're saying without Corey Davis. Without, yeah, without, without Corey, Wilson, yeah, without Corey Davis. I think he, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, without Corey Davis, he will still get 1,000. Um, yeah. You know, we talked about at the beginning of the season where we knew that LaFleur likes to spread the ball around, you know, get everyone involved. But if your guys are out, you got to go to your best playmakers, and he's one of the best playmakers. So we're yeah, talking about nine so games into the season, right? We're nine games in, 521. Six and three. Last six, time yeah. I checked. Six and three. Yeah. Jets are six and three. <laughs> nine games into the season. We got what? Eight more games to go? Yeah, I, I mean... I have to I just I have to keep relishing in it because the last time this happened it was Brett Favre and he tore his bicep and didn't tell anyone we lost like six straight. So that's why <laughs> that's why I'm I'm basking in the six and three. And you're right, Garrett, Garrett Wilson, great draft pick. You're right. We've we're learning a lot about the wide receivers in the first round. I'm also learning a lot as a little off topic, but I'm learning a lot about uh Tariq Woolen. We mentioned him and DK Metcalf, two players who are just absolute freaks in college everybody told us that oh yeah they're just too built they're too strong they're too tall they're too fast to be good at their position and seattle was like you guys are idiots took both of them <laughs> and now they're both absolutely murdering so we're, I'm, I'm definitely learning a lot uh about the draft stuff also sauce gardner um you know t- cornerback four sometimes you just got to believe the tape but for my offensive MVP for the first half of the season for the Jets. I'm going to take my main man, Michael Carter. Think about, uh, we were talking about the Jets being disrespected. This is the most disrespected man on, on the Jets. The guy shows up to work every single day. He's undersized and he tries, you know, he tries to block. He runs in between tackles when. They drafted a rookie ahead of him. Well, first of all, in college, he had Javante Williams at UNC mm-hmm. uh, in front of him. Didn't say anything and killed it. Came here. Uh, then they draft. Uh, he, he was in a crowded backfield last year. He was the best guy. And then this year, he's like, all right, you're going to start. And then they drafted Brees Hall, you know, who, who was a bell cow. So he's like, all right, no problem. He, he still did okay. And then he got hurt. He stepped in, even though we just traded for James Robinson. 
You know what I mean? Like Michael Carter, the most disrespected guy on the Jets, and he's in there every single day, and he's killing it, man. I'm. I, I don't. I. Okay, listen. I love Garrett Wilson, but that fumble really scared me. He holds the ball a little. Like he does too many juke moves and too many spins, and he holds the ball and he does, like with his hand out, like it's like a like it's a taco. Too much NFL street for you? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I love it. It's fun to watch, but it makes me nervous. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm starting to really trust Michael Carter. Uh, he's not gonna do anything dumb. He's <laughs> becoming a fan favorite with with like the the way he is. First of all, the team loves him. Like, did you see this week the quote uh, where I'm 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 just uh, having fun with my friends? Yeah, uh, yeah. that was Michael Carter. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? They, like, they they love him. Like, so I feel like he's the glue of this team right now. He's consi- He's the most consistent guy on the offense. Like, in my opinion. He's there every single day. So he's my, he's my offensive MVP. If we didn't have him, I aunt James Robinson and like Ty Johnson wouldn't cut it for the Jets. Seriously, just wouldn't like, uh, but Ty Johnson and Michael Carter, like they can get it done. You know what I'm saying? So Michael Carter, like he, he's the catalyst right now for us. But yo, Michael Carter and James Robinson, dude, that's a, that's a real backfield. I, 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 I miss Brees Hall. I honestly don't even want to talk about Brees Hall anymore after this episode. It's perfect. It's a midseason episode. Mid-season. I'm glad you gave him the, the, you know, your offensive MVP. He was. He's killing it. But listen, we're, we're not even going to see him until like week five next year. Like That's why you got to give him his kudos right now, man. You're right. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. You got to give him his kudos right now because he helped set this team up, man. And whether it's, you could say, oh, well, you should give it to somebody who's still active and is still healthy. Are, are, are we talking about this? Like we're waiting for like we're Zach looked more the most comfortable Zach has looked was against this Buffalo Bills team since he's can't come back off of injury. All right. Zach Wilson had the leisure to feel comfortable because he had a running back like Brees Hall who was killing it. You know what I mean? So that that's well, why this guy gave him his problem. Well, I mean, I mean, like, I, I mean, Yes, there's other that, guys in there too. I'm not saying from Brees that analogy. No, I'm saying from that analogy, I would say that the reason he was comfortable versus the Bills, if it has to do with Brees Hall, is because they saw what the running game can do because of Brees Hall. That's why we traded for James Robinson. No, for saying, sure. Not many people trade for running backs unless you're like really trying to get over the hump midseason to be a to be like a contender. You know what yeah. I mean? The Bills get Naheen Himes, stuff like that. The, no, I agree with you. The Jets showed up with the title wheel and deal. Yeah, oh, no, but yeah. the Jets getting James Robinson, that's, that's a lot about Brees Hall. So you're right about that. Let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball. I've, I mean, if, if you're, if you don't have the Jets as a top five defense, don't even speak to me. But if, <laughs> if, like, if you don't have them as a top three defense, like you're really stretching. Like you're really, you're really trying hard, uh, to not put them in the top three. So in my opinion, there's so many players to pick from. Good one. There's so this many is, units. This is, very, this is very tough. This is very tough. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Alex. You can start again. What you got? <sighs> I don't even know, man, because there's like so many players that you can give it to. You can talk. You can almost pick anyone. I literally, I literally can. And like, I know the, I know who everyone's thinking I should take. Um, I know you guys probably would take him too if I don't take him, but. I literally don't know what you're talking about. You're going, are, you, are we crazy right now? <laughs> I feel like what you said could be used for like three different guys. That's like what I'm saying. Anyone. I guess that's fair, right? I guess yeah. that's fair. I guess it depends on like who are you focusing on more so. No, no that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I legit don't know who you're going to choose right now. 
I'm thinking like I, I gotta go Quinn and Williams. That's who I'm thinking, bro. Like Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean you I legit you legit could have went Quinn and Williams there. You could have easily won Sauce Gardner there. You could have easily went DJ Reed there. You could have easily went CJ Mosley there. You could easily went even Bryce Huff there at this point, even though he plays like <laughs> yeah. ten but you know, I, he's, the I guess I'm th- he's the most inefficient player of all time. Him and Ashley Davis. <laughs> but the, the, <laughs> to be honest, snaps. I think the game. Like I was thinking, like I'm choosing Quinnen, but I was thinking Sauce because he just gets all the name recognition, man. Like, every single day, he's a, you log in on any app, Twitter, Facebook, IG. It's Sauce Gardner. You name you it, go- we are there. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> seriously every look single at Von, app. Look at Von Miller after the game last week. He said, oh, Sauce is the real deal like three times. He's like, Sauce balled out. <laughs> Who, it's like, that's what I'm it's saying. Like, it's like, that's it's Von Miller, so, Super Bowl champ bro, Von Miller. We're talking about Darrell Revis this week, talking about mm-hmm. Sauce Garter carrying the torch as one of the top Jets quarterbacks. Like, he's just, his name is popping up everywhere. You can even look at the Johnny Go Get Some Ice Cream video. Oh, Who, yeah. Who's the first person he's talking to? Sauce. <laughs> he's everywhere. That's what I'm saying. I think everyone's going to be thinking Sauce should get him. I'm going to give it to Quinn and Williams because Quinn has just been an absolute beast, man. When you talk about up front, just mowing guys over, just demolishing offensive line, it's Quinn and Williams. Putting pressure on the quarterback, stopping the run game, blowing everything up. You know, he was upset not being on the field enough. This man's just a, a straight beast on the field. There's no, there's nothing else I can say about it. He's playing at such a high level. Maybe his contract here. You know, John always likes to talk about contract here, but. I was, that's exactly what I was going to say as soon as you were done talking. Yeah, I was literally going to say Quinn Williams' contract year. Sign yeah. me up. Yeah, Anyone so, contract year, bro, come to me. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I'll pay you. Yo, like you got the bit. The one, the, I mean, he got the highlight play of the year too. The fumble recovery, stiff arms, oh. living daylights out, out of uh, Tyreek Hill. Man, oh, I man, mean, he's awesome. killing it. even seventeen. Even last, even last, last he's leading. He's leading the Jets right now in QB hits with seventeen. Yeah, he's disrupting everything in the backfield right now. He's, Twenty he, solo he, tackles, thirteen assists, six tackles for loss of yards. Sure, got seven sacks. Yeah, I mean the the the, the stats are there. The stats are there, and they were never there before. But it was really important that he's changing the game versus the Bills. He made the game the, the game changing sack. Honestly, flipped the momentum right back on its head. Uh, you're right. Uh, that's a good pick, Greg. Who you got? Yeah, just just real quick to finish up with uh, Q. Will seven sacks to Alex's point. Seventeen QB hits, the most he's ever had in his career, and we're halfway through the season. I get that he does a lot besides fill up the stat sheet, which he does all over the place. I get it. I mean, talk about that game in Green Bay, but dude, he does a lot on the stat sheet too. He's having the best season of his career. We talked about going into the season. We said a big X factor is that he has to produce first, first round pick, top end pick from Alabama. Kid's supposed to be a stud. Most sacks he's ever had in a season going into season seven. He already has that at the halfway point. Really impressive. I think definitely deserving of like the one 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 a uh defensive player of the year for us for sure. I think with the as Q will goes, this defense goes. But what's been great to see is that when Q will's going, Sauce Gardner shutting people down, 
and making it easy for this off for this defensive line to eat. I mean, you, again, we talked about it. you can name a lot of guys on this defense for defensive player of the year. I really do think Sauce Gardner is something special. Set in the pre-draft process. People like Stingley. Don't like Stingley. <laughs> Love Sauce Gardner. Been watching him for two years. Dude, two years ago, Cincinnati's team, I have to look it up because there's just so many people from that team that have gone into the NFL now at this point. It's crazy whether it's safeties. I think they've had three secondary players now in the NFL playing at a high level. Um, to this year with Sauce and his uh, teammate there, Kobe Bryant. So, dude, they've been really good. Sauce has been really good. And, I mean, we talked about it. And not only has he been really good on the field, he's been really good off the field. He's the one that Johnny interviewed to start the season, talk about getting ice cream. He's like, am I going to be good in ice cream? He's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be getting a lot of ice cream. Whatever he says, <laughs> how many games are you going to be winning? Oh, we're going to be winning a lot. How many- and then there's the video of all the of the comments from back then. Oh, the look at Sauce lying to this little kid's face. Look at Sauce lying right through his teeth. Look at Sauce. No, Sauce was right. You're Sauce looking was diabetes, right. Sauce was bro. confident. Damn. Okay, Sauce might kill this John kid. really went there. And it's crazy. But, dude, he's supremely confident. And the reason he's supremely confident, as people say online, he's Randy Moss's body with DJ Revis's skill set. It's unbelievable to see on the field. I love it's it. Unbelievable to watch. I love it. He's he's incredible. A little much, little much, but I, I hope. I love it, dude. Love he, it, if you look at the measurables, it's Randy Moss's body and it's DJ Revis or it's uh, Darrell Revis's play style. It's crazy. Bro, <laughs> right. yeah, let's do it. Uh, on the season. This is uh Sauce's uh stat so far. He's got two NOs, nine for nineteen yards, uh let's see, thirteen pass deflections. He's got forty-four tackles, thirty of them are sold, fourteen are assisted, three for tackle for losses, one QB hit. Yeah, what was that QB hit? An absolute game changer to start the game for us in Miami. Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he impacts the game blitz. so many ways. He had this pick six that wasn't in Green Bay. It's a, He's all over the place, man. He's making plays. He's winning belt after belt. He's got the <laughs> thanks, sauce. He's got the sauce, the sauce of Buffalo Wild Wings. It's delicious, by the way, if you fellas haven't tried it. He's got oh, sauce. Yeah, it's actually he, good. Yeah, he's got the cheese head in Green Bay, dude. He does it all, man. No, the sauce, the sauce from Buffalo Wild Wings is actually good. You're, oh, yeah. A little spicy barbecue is fantastic. Sauce, sauce. Okay. Oh, yeah. And speaking of sauce, dude, the NFL wide receivers who are supposed to be top end guys, they're lost in the sauce. Jamar <laughs> Chase. I mean, you could go through the whole list. It's absolutely incredible to see these guys just completely fail. The other thing, too, I want to point out, I watched a lot of videos over the last couple of days because just Twitter has been a buzz and. <laughs> There's all the videos now of all the people talking about, look at who the Jets have played. Look at the quarterbacks the Jets have played. I've watched like three or four videos. They never bring up Joe Burrow. (laughs) We played Joe Burrow week three. Yeah, we lost. But Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and all these guys did not beat Sauce Gardner. He still locked these guys down, dude. He's legit. His defense is legit. And it's on the backs of Q. Will and Sauce right now. But, John... There's a lot of there's a lot of guys to go around. I don't know if you guys want to talk more about sauce. We definitely can. But if not, John, who I, I, you got? I just, I just want to say before John goes, yeah. John, we started this podcast <laughs> the last year of Adam Gase. My man, we've gone from Pierre Desir to Sauce Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a come up. Pierre Desir is tough, bro. Those are tough times. <laughs> 
What what a world. Tremaine Johnson was tough too. I think that was also on the squad when we yeah. started. Which is why I was nervous about DJ Reed, but DJ Reed's amazing. But I'm not gonna take DJ Reed, even though even though I literally love him. I'm gonna take the guy who's been here since we started the podcast, Alex. The guy who honestly, without him, we'd have the worst linebackers in the NFL. Is this is this the guy that Greg hates? The guy not only does Greg hate, but I also want to prove how Gre- how wrong Greg is because Greg on, or I would say arguably the best defense in the league right now, the Jets sitting at six and three. Guess who leads the AFC in tackles? <laughs> Again, for all the dodos at home, you don't want to lead the league in tackles, but I would have to guess it's CJ Mosley. It's a, what do you mean? I'm the, the best defense in the league and he's leading the AFC. Halfway through the season with tackles. Why is that bad? Because you don't want your defense to be tackling people all the time. You want your defense to be on the sideline. You want your offense to be scoring points. Listen, man, he already has uh, four. I don't know about you. The point of the game is to score points, not get tackles. He already has four and a half stuffs. Uh, he, he recorded a sack. He has, he has 88 freaking tackles. He had a huge, that huge fumble recovery. He's an absolute beast. He makes up for, honestly, like, listen, I love Quan Alexander when he plays. But dude, Quincy Williams, man, just has some games where uh, he's either literally the best player on the field or the worst. And CJ Mosley is able to hold that up. He's not a, he's not, he's not a guy who's going to jump ahead and get an interception. He's going to let you, catch the ball, but he's going to make the tackle right away, which is huge for us. Right? Like he, 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 it's, just, it's just what it is, and he's going to stop the run. He also, according to Bill Belichick, he, he compared him, even though he's 38, he compared him to... Well, he's 30, right? He compared him to Shaq Darius Leonard in the way that it's as if they both know the exact play before it's even called because of how they react to it. I mean, he has no reason to compliment those guys. I think they're, you know, I, I honestly, I, I think, C, I think with, I, I think without CJ Mosley, this team would be nothing. We saw it. We saw what happens without CJ Mosley. Like we, you know, like he gave us, uh, you know, what happens when he's not there. So he, man. That, that that's the MVP and and listen he's taking some responsibility when it comes to like the fans like he's talking he's talking he's talking directly to the fans this year uh with every game telling us to come and then like telling us uh how got the bane mask the on after that bane mask man I'm so happy he didn't bring it back that was a little bit much but anyway <laughs> other than that uh I love everything I see with him he also because we also paid him we're stuck with him for another two years. Uh, we, you know, we restructured his contract, which is for, for the team and for himself. So dude, I'm, I'm, he, I'm give, I'm gonna give him my MVP right now. Cause without him, uh, I don't know where this defense would be. Seriously. All right. And then we yeah. got one, we got one more, right? Yeah, we do. I just want to talk a little bit about CJ Mosley real quick. Cause I will say this. He's definitely, I think, having the best season, uh, as a jet. Since we signed him four years ago, that's part of my problem with CJ Mosley from the beginning is that he took one year off. He took one year off. He also missed right 2019 with, with injury. The injury. 
and he got a touchdown. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, last year was his first really full year, even though he's been on the team for three years, <laughs> set the league record or, or led the league in set and tackles. Again, a stat you don't want to lead the league in. But again, if he gets, dude, I was just looking at his stats. If he gets an interception and he gets a fumble and he keeps up his tackles and his, and his protection and his like QB hits and all his other stats, there's a chance he's having his best season ever as a player. And he's a three time, you know, all pro, pro bowler. So, I mean, that's really impressive at 30 years old. Is he 10 years into the league, eight years into the league? That's really impressive. So. Um, you know, shout out to CJ. If he, you know, he's, he keeps us up. We need linebackers, even though the Jets want to tell us they love the linebackers we got. We know we need linebackers and he's been holding it down. So happy for him. I don't want him to lead the league in tackles, but I would like to see an interception or a fumble here and there. Dude, he hits guys hard and he breaks up a lot of passes. I don't know if that's like a stat that gets tracked and stuff like that, but there's a couple in the Bills game where at the point of the catch, he's hitting the guy. And they're dropping it, so it's four. Yeah, and he's rocking people. So he look he looks good, man. I'm happy for him. Yeah. So the last category here, we'll get to this quick. It's the most underrated player on any side of the ball, offense, defense, or special teams. Ooh. Which man, that kind of opens the door because there's one who sticks right out to me, who I just love so much. <laughs> I can't stop staring at special teams. There's one other guy who deserves those special teams, but we'll see. Greg, you want to start us off here first? Who you got, man? Yeah, we'll talk about Justin Hardy in a little bit, but for oh. me right now, for me right now, <laughs> it's it's a it's a guy flying. I think flying under the radar doesn't get talked about a lot, but the position group gets talked about. At this point, I would say ad nauseum. We talk about this offensive line day in and day out, week in and week out. I know that he probably doesn't have the best stats. I know that PFF probably doesn't rank him that high for whatever that's worth at this point because we absolutely hate their guts. <laughs> but, dude, Connor McGovern to me. I knew you were going to say his name. The center <laughs> has been holding it down. We've been turnstile at all, all these positions. Besides him and Lincoln Tomlinson, we've been rotating guys in, bringing guys in, moving guys around, shuffling around. This guy's hurt. That guy's on IR. That guy's on IR. I mean, we got four <laughs> tackles on IR right now. We can't keep these guys placed. Connor McGovern has been there. He's been holding it down. Maybe the most critical position besides left tackle on the offensive line has two different quarterbacks with Flacco. How to get used to Flacco this offseason. You know, it's helping Zach Wilson get comfortable, do what he needs to do since he's been back. Holding it down at the center position. Like I said, probably not the best stats. Probably not leading the league in any categories. PFF grades probably not that high. To me, I think he's a true unsung hero, flying under the radar, MVP type guy. That's my midseason award for underrated player on this Jets team so far. <laughs> any thoughts, Alex? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, you're just hyped. I mean, yeah, I mean, Conor McGovern's been good. He, he he's been getting uh. A lot of uh, heat from Jets fans for a couple of years now, but you're right, Greg. He shows up every single day. He's the only guy that's literally there every single day. Literally the only guy that shows up every single day. And to be and, and to add on to like Greg's point, like that's a good choice because the center is, you know, you talk about the quarterback being the general on the field. The center controls the line, right? And he has yeah. to he has to coordinate with. 
everybody else between the tackles, the guards, and the tight ends. So and the quarterback, dude. Every yeah. every single week is a different quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So for him, that's a difficult job. And to know who your like each quarterback is different, as John pointed out. The line's changing. You're facing different teams every single day, and you're trying to stay on the same page with everybody. Who yeah. they need to know this. They need like the reserves need to know the playbooks, but the communication between the offensive line still needs to be there. And the fact that we're still six and three, you got to give kudos to the center. Uh, respect Facts. to Connor McGovern, man. Respect. Facts. And uh, uh, I think Mitch, Max Mitchell and George Fan are going to be coming back. Uh, so offensive line is, is looking good. It's looking like it's going to get healthier. You mentioned some guys on IR. For me, I'm taking CJ Uzama, dude. I... Can't believe how impressive he's been without the stat sheet. Like he, he, without him, the running game just isn't there. Uh, somebody on Twitter pissed me off the other day. Um, and cause he commented under CJ Uzama and said that you haven't done anything this year or you haven't done Jack. So it pissed me off. So all I did was I picked one drive, just the last drive of the game, the winning drive, and I cut up CJ Uzama like, Six plays on that run where he jammed someone. Like he just was hitting people and opening up lanes. Six plays on one drive. It was on the winning drive. Right, the game winning drive. Yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. Every time he's in motion, I get so excited and I, I can't take my eyes off him, uh, whether I'm at the game or, or whether it's on TV. Or that I'm rewatching it. Like he, he's really fun to watch in the all 22. He's like one of the really, really fun guys because he's always moving around and he always gets a, a, his body on someone. So I love CJ. He's been great and he opens it up for Tyler Conklin, man. Him and Tyler Conklin, they also, they had a, they had a play where they both had a sick block and they're both like hyping each other up. They're, he's, he's opening it up for them. So that's been really cool. Gives Ruckert that red shirt that we were talking about. He said that he's going to be red shirt all year and that turns out to be a thing. And yo, listen. Yaboa. He got in the game last week. Yeah. He was all over the field. I didn't notice he was in the game until I rewatched it. He was in a lot of the plays, man. He's in there. I, I love the tight end room. I love CJ Ozama and, and he's an extra O lineman that's been absolutely killing. So that's my Yeah, guy. I'm okay. All I'm right. okay with you taking the whole tight end group because <laughs> Yeah. Dude, the uh, we talked about the I talked about the defense doing a one eighty. This tight end room has done a complete <laughs> one eighty. I love Tyler Conklin. Like you said, that interview he did with uh, EA um, was incredible for the Jets official podcast. <laughs> Dude, and I, I felt like we were hanging out with him literally in our like college dorm room back in the day. Yeah, and then he's <laughs> interacting with you on Twitter. He's interacting with everyone on Twitter. Like he's cool. He just seems to be chopping up CJ. Same thing. Like in all like the Jets, like the one Jet Drive stuff, the preseason stuff. What you see on social media, the clips and all that stuff. Both these guys seem to have good heads on their shoulders. They're entertaining. And they just seem like they want to, they want what's best for this team as two guys who just showed up this season. And it's been awesome to see. I mean, what a 180 this tight end room has done in one off season. It's been awesome. And I can't wait sitting in the wings, Jeremy Rucker at some point get going because it's going to get going. Ozama's not only a, a, a leader, bro, but he's, he's a winner. He's a yeah. simple last year. He's had some phenomenal seasons too. Like he, he's great. Yeah, and as Conklin said, the same, the same old Jets man. So he's said those words, and this team's living up to it. 
Dude, everyone said that. It's one thing that I've noticed over the last few weeks. Robert Sala said it. Zach Wilson said a lot of these other people. Like, the, all the Samuel Jets stuff, that's all before we got here. So none of that matters. And I love that mentality. I love hearing that from these guys because we've been suffering for 30 years. But these guys have it. Zach Wilson just showed up. And he's like, dude, I don't want all the baggage from all the Jet stuff. I just want to go out here and try to win games. And that, they're doing it, man. Six and three is no joke. But that's why the Patriots game was such a huge loss for us and why I'm at this point kind of happy that it happened because before that it was like, uh, I remember Conklin specifically, actually, now that we talk about it, saying, oh, yeah, you know, I can't wait to play in this rivalry. I heard it's going to be crazy. And then it's not it's not only crazy, man. Now you feel the refs. And now you hate the team. Like you hate them. <laughs> they call timeout because they see your onside kick play and they run it. Like you see how, like you just see, you see, like, so now you hate the Patriots just as much as we do and you're going in for redemption. So yeah, I love one that. thing, one thing, the one becoming one of us. Yeah. One thing, if Zach Wilson, this pans out, Zach Wilson's here for a long time. After what seven interceptions in two games, I don't think he's ever going to have to, we're ever going to have to worry about Zach Wilson have a chip on his shoulder. I hope that stays with him for his whole career and he wants to kill the Patriots every time he plays them because and I hope nice. he runs it 68 times. Yeah. And I hope we, I hope this coaching staff too, from hearing this coaching staff, I hope we, I hope we're up for you and we keep throwing go routes on them for like, the next 20 years. Cause we're not going to play them again. So this is it. Like we, we there's nothing to be scared of. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah, we are for the up, season. If, yeah. This is it for the season. If we are up, we better run it up and like worry about next year, next year, dude. I better I'm see scared. 64. I better see 64 points on that scoreboard. Uh, oh my God. Right. That's what I want to see. Man. Right, I guess I'm taking, I guess I'm reality. taking the over. I guess no, 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 man. <laughs> I want disrespect. I want, I want Patriots fans to be leaving the arena in the third quarter. That's what I want. That would be fantastic. That'd be That's fun. what I want, bro. That's what I want. All right, Alex. For me, Come on, man. We talk about special teams being part of this. I'm going to go special teams for this one because we've been suffering since we've lost Jason Myers. I'm going to give it to Greg Zerlon, man. Oh. Greg Zerlon. Um, oh, okay. What do you mean? Ah, uh, okay. Come on, man. We he, won us, he won us the game last week. He did. Yeah, I'm with you, Alex. I, I'm riding for Greg Zerlon. Look, man, 19 attempts, he's hit 16. He's hitting 84.2% of his field goals, 95.2 of the extra points. Twenty. He's hit 20 out of 21. Like, I'm going to give it to Greg Zerlon because kicking has just been so abysmal for the last <laughs> couple of years. Yeah. And he's helped us. Like, he's helped us win games. So I'm going to give it to the kicker. I'm going to give it to Greg Greg the leg and good man. Good I mean, name. It's, it's, it's nice to finally have kicking, bro. I, I don't know. Like after missing out on Jason Myers and him going back to Seattle, did he go back to Seattle? He went back to Seattle, right? Cause he, he went to Seattle. Seattle. Well, we drafted Myers, right? And then no, we didn't draft Seattle. Myers. Nah, we signed oh, him in okay. the off season. Um, but after losing him, we're just down bad. So I'm going to go with Greg's airline. John, let's hear let's hear why you're you're not thrilled with Greg Zerline. <laughs> He's fine. I just like I don't know if I'm giving him my MVP of anything where <laughs> This is the unsung <laughs> hero. This is just an MVP. This is an MVP. He's just an unsung hero, dude. Just an underrated guy that's helping us out. By the way, we won because Greg Zerline hit the game winning field goal. We also won and we're in a position to hit a game winning field goal because Tyler Bass missed a field goal going into halftime. 
So again, special team double whammy. It counts. It helps. I like the special teams getting a little shout out here at our midseason awards. All right, but how about okay, but how about New England? <laughs> Do we are we not in the game really because of Greg Zerline or not? Oh my god. <laughs> That's that was like, one game. No, it's not because we were not in the game because of Greg's own. We're in, we weren't in the game because someone decided to throw three interceptions that game. Okay. <laughs> oh, the- I was going to say we weren't in the game because apparently we hit people too hard. I was going to say it's the rest fault. We that too. Game. We should be up 17 to three or six or whatever it was. I mean, I'm not here to tear him down. He's, he's doing fine. But like the Green Bay game, we kind of saved him. He missed, he missed a critical field goal. Uh, Baltimore didn't do us any favors. First game of the year, a game is burned in my head. I don't know. He's fine. He's fine. I, just, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if, he, if I'm saying if we're going special teams for me, I'm going Justin Hardy, dude. Yeah, he, he's so damn good. I love him. I love him so much. But Braden Man too. But he's had like again, like Braden Man is to Greg Zerline. Like he he's had the he's had like three muff punts I could think off the top of my head. But then he's also. Had two odds of kicks that saved those games. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean. So I don't know. I mean, they've been fine. They've been fine. I'm not gonna hate on them. They've been fine. We need them. So they, you know, what I'm saying they're, they're they're fine. All right. Those are our midseason awards. Hope you had fun chopping it up with us. Let us know who you got for your offensive, defensive, and underdog. I guess award uh, or unsung hero for the for the midway point through the season but here we are midway point through the season you can still grab the jets at plus 1200 for the division shout out to winning picks weekly uh, on twitter Sh- uh, winning p weekly under the Knicks comma jets comma etc tab on youtube there's a playlist for uh the nfl and the ncaa college football uh we go through every game every week you can also take the Jets up plus 250 right now. Still underdog. Still being disrespected to make the playoffs, even though we're at six and three, guys. So what we're going to do right now is let's go through the remaining parts of the schedule because I've been going through listening to our Claudio episode. And even though some of it's aged well, some of it's aged bad, it's time, it's, it's, it's time for, it's time for a change. Things are changing week to week here in the NFL. It's time we updated it. So we've mentioned it a bunch of times here. I don't know how anyone can look each other in the face if you don't take a W here. So let's just start here. Does anyone have us losing the New England Patriots after the bye week? No. Okay. No. Okay. No. That's what I thought. That's not even worth speaking about because we're winning by 64. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Greg has a score in 64 five minutes ago. So, um, okay. Seven and three. I mean, seven and three is guaranteed playoffs for me, but anyway, seven and three guys. Bears at the Jets. Oh, by the way, that would mean the coin's officially wrong and then stupid people could stop sending me that damn piece of paper coin. I'm so sick of it. That's so, nice. Jets can be the Patriots. Seven and three. Bears at Jets. What do you got? Revis Day. We're winning. Yeah, I think, I think this is a big breakout game for Zach Wilson. I just don't think that the Chicago really has a defense anymore. Nor do they yeah, have they offense. Have a- they, I mean, they have an offense. They've, they've Justin Fields, who set the single season record last week for rushing yards. I mean, he, the boy can move. Yeah. But, no, Justin Fields can, can move. Does he have the receivers and the running backs to help? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he did it all last week and they still came up short, which is again, I think, I think this was going to happen. 
Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to happen. But I do think that Zach Wilson, this is where we get a great Zach Wilson at home, mid-November, late-November game where he throws a lot, and we get a nice win there. But do you understand what you guys have just said? Yes. Eight and three. Oh, my God. First Double of all, the, the amount of wins and losses. I can't wait. First of all, the over-under right now updated is nine and a half. So if you if you really think that, you might as well bang the nine and a half. I keep hitting the over on the wins because if it were the next two, that leaves two. Gets, away, a, little, gets a little tough. Yeah, we got two away games in a row, two home games in a row, then two away games in a row uh, to end the season. December 4th. At Vikings, and the Vikings win this week with a herd Josh Allen. They're going to be at worst eight and two going into that game. And you guys said we're going to be eight and three. How is this not going to be flexed to Sunday night football? Only if the Miami Dolphins and San Francisco 49ers uh, maybe get flexed. That's also a very good game with also playoff potential. What do you guys think, man? I, 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 yeah, I mean, you're going to be there at the game with Greg, so you know. I don't know if Greg's going to make it. I would love for him to make it there, but I, I think I'm definitely going. I already have the tickets to the game. I just have to buy a flight. Greg, if the, the Jets are 8-3. and three. <laughs> He said 9 was a guarantee. So oh, we have, we'd have brother. To... Hey, it's not a guarantee. It's still up in the air. We'll it was 8 or 9. It was 8 or 9. They had to win the next four. They had to go four and zero, oh, and they lost. To no, no, no. They, they, were, they were allowed one loss, but we were scared because we assumed it was going to be the Bills. And they already lost to the Patriots. So I yeah. think it's, I, th- I think it's one. I think I think if they sweep, he has to go. So we'll see. Right, we'll see. We'll, we'll play back the tape on that one. But <laughs> either way, whether I'm there or not, I don't think I will we're be winning in Minnesota. They're not. No, no. Unless the only saving grace is that it does get flexed to Sunday night and we get Kirk Cousins in prime time. That's what I'm saying. That might be the only thing that saves us because I really do. I like, I mean, I think the Jets are very good. I think we're a legit playoff team. I think we can make a little, a little noise in the playoffs. I do think Minnesota is a Super Bowl contending team. They're a really good team. Yeah. So they're a really good team. Offensively, they're offensively. It'll be, I'll be interested to see how our defense matches up. Here's the thing. Sauce Gardner on Justin Jefferson, DJ Reed. Like, I don't know. I guess I gotta take, I gotta take the Jets there. I feel like we match up well. Oh, I'm not scared about it. I'm not passing not attack. That. It's not that. I said they can run it too. Yeah. Dalvin Cook too. It's, they're, it's, it's not, we have the leading tackle in the AFC. And John, who do we get smoked by on defense? Tight ends. Who did they just trade? Who did they just trade for? Top five tight end? TJ Hawkinson, according to, pardon my take. Yeah, yeah. Like I said they got a really good team. Like where we're we're improving oh, in a lot of areas. They have studs. Tyler Conklin. I, Tyler I am Conklin, concerned. Tyler Conklin revenge game. You guys are putting some respect on his name. Yeah, but there's a reason why he left. Look, man, the Mister. <laughs> you like that? The ooh wee, and now he's just rocking gold chains, going like this on an airplane. You know, top ten QB. They're, feeling, they're fe- saying it. They're feeling themselves. Kirk Duggins. Alright, so you guys have this as an L? Yeah. If I go, I deserve an L. But if I but if I go, I want the win. So I'm 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 gonna go the win, but that means the Jets are gonna be nine and three, which is just not gonna happen. So <laughs> I'll take the Jets at nine and three. Oh, let's roll with it here. Wait, and so Greg, you have the winning this game or losing this game? No, nah, lose oh, eight you guys four. I got him eight and four. Yeah. So I have the I have them winning. So we're on a 
And if this is the case, oh my, cause like, I think when the Jets go into the Patriots, we haven't lost a game in like 54 days. If we actually don't lose till after the Vikings game, that's going to be till December 11th. That's going to be like 85 days or so since the Jets have lost the game, which is obviously not going to happen. But in my world, it is because I'm going to be at the Vikings game. And if we win those two, and that's a Sunday night game, that's going to be one of the greatest games uh, I've ever attended. And then we will go and fall right on our face in Orchard Park and lose to Buffalo in a revenge game. That like that screams Buffalo all day to me. So this this is gonna be an L. Or it could be it will be nine and four. Uh with looking at the Lions and the Jaguars at home. What do you guys got with the Bills? I agree with you on the loss to this one. They're hungry. They're gonna be hungry at home. I guess the question is, is Josh Allen healthy by then? Because if Josh Allen's not there, we're winning. But if Josh Allen's back, I could see the the revenge game coming through. Josh Allen and dude, they have so many injuries. That's the part of the reason why I like the Jets to start with against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, Poyer, both their safeties are hurt. A couple cornerbacks are hurt. Elam, you know, was coming in and out of the game. We talked about winning picks weekly. He's their third or fourth string cornerback and he's banged up. They have a lot of, uh, Matt Milano, obviously linebacker, a lot of injuries at key positions for them. And, it really comes down to how healthy they are and how healthy we are. Like if our offensive line gets back to going where we're not losing people every week and shuffling around, I really do think our defense could stand up to anyone. We saw it against the Buffalo Bills. It's all the Buffalo Bills. Oh, what a great offense. Oh, what a great team. All this stuff. We absolutely shut them down in the second half. Stefan Diggs did nothing. Gabe Davis did nothing. Josh Allen did nothing. He ran the ball in twice because he can't throw the ball in because our defense is so good. The only thing that scares me, I mean, this is like a wild thing to say. We beat the Buffalo Bills twice in the regular season. It's tough to beat a team three times. <laughs> so if we make a play for the division, which I think we, I think we can, I think we beat Buffalo in Buffalo. I really do. So I'm chalking this up as a win. Mm. All right, so we're back on the same record, Greg. Just have it differently. Yeah, I just think I just think they're just banged up. They're hurt. I think we're getting healthy. I don't know if they're getting healthy if they're getting more hurt. I don't know based on their injury report for this week. So you guys are both nine and four. Then I'm eight and five. Yeah, and uh, yeah. the Bills game will be my first road loss of the year, bro. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. At home versus the Lions. At home versus the Jaguars. Probably the. First two games of the year will be favored. I wonder what the Bears are going to be. Maybe the Bears. Yeah, we'll be favoring against the Bears. Maybe. Well, those are two easy wins right there. Lions and Jaguars. Yeah. Is a scary word. Are you going with that too, Greg? I think so. And I have unfortunate, unfortunate takes for the next two. But for now, I think he had two wins. It gets me into what, 11 and 5? If you're, yeah. and I'll be, I'd be, Let's see. If I had eight and five, it'd be ten and five. At that, so I'll be eleven and four. Yeah, it'll be eleven and four, and Greg. Yeah. So that and Jaguars game's a th- the, the Jaguars oh. game's a Thursday game. I'll be actually be at that game. Yeah, it's Thursday before Christmas. Game. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. I'll be there with my Jet Santa hat. <laughs> eleven and four, <laughs> and then Greg, you have some thoughts on uh, going into Seattle at four o'clock after we won our other four o'clock game. And then going into Miami, uh, January 8th or 
could possibly get flexed to January 7th that there's playoff implications. That's true too. I think those are both losses. I think the, the road warriors thing has to even out at some point. I think both these teams are very good. I think Miami's defense sucks, but I think at this point of the season, they're going to be healthy. I think that Chubb is going to gel at this point and it's just going to be tough. And it's just, uh, maybe it's going to be healthy. Two is going to be healthy last game of the season. I think so. I mean, if he's not, then yeah, obviously we win the game. But, um, I think, I think Seattle, I think that they're, they're coming together in a crazy way. We talked about our winning picks weekly, Alex. Um, is, has there been a crazier 180 trade wise than Seattle getting fleeced by the Jets for Jamal Adams and then turn around and fleecing Denver for Russell Wilson? I mean, what a turn of events that franchise is. Like that general manager, talk about, talk about highs and lows. That guy got embarrassed for two years and dragged by every Twitter account NFL pundit. And now he's being praised as the smartest guy in the room. It's crazy. What a world. What a world. But yeah, I think the Jets How lose. Oh, I can't, I can't even. I so can't. what's your record then? 11? 11 and 7. 11 and 7? Is that a division? Could be. Definitely come. playoffs. It could be. It's definitely playoffs. Okay, Alex. Uh, so wait, Last two games. What do you got? I'm at, at Seattle at Miami. Hold on a second. So am I, I'm at six, seven, eight. What's that? Eight. I had eight and three. That eight and four. Eight and five. Nine, ten to ten and five. I'm going 11, eleven six. and six. Wait. Am I going crazy? What do you got in Seattle? What do you got? What do you got for the Jets at Seattle? I got to be in Seattle. In Seattle. In Seattle. Geno Smith going down. I am not losing to Geno Smith. Me neither, bro. Me neither, dude. Stop I'm this. also taking. I'm also taking the Jets beating Seattle and Seattle. But even though I don't actually think it's gonna happen, we cannot lose to Geno Smith. We just can't, bro. Uh, we just can't happen. I, I if I have to look at Geno Smith, I mean Geno Smith is having one hell of a season right now. Like kudos to. I, I'm happy that Geno Smith is doing well. Don't get don't get this wrong. It's like I hate Geno Smith. I wish things worked out with the Jets and Geno Smith. But he is throwing 2,000, close to 2,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, four interceptions. <laughs> this guy is, season. this guy is balling right now. You telling me like he's completing 73, 73% of his passes. What just happened? Where is he, is he a top 10 QB? This season? Yes. 100%. <laughs> yes. It's disgusting. We're not losing to Geno Smith. I'm, I can't do that. I can't do that. He's ready for that. I'm waiting. You know, Geno Smith has circled that game. <laughs> oh, of it's course. On, it's on he's, New Year's he's Day. Bro. That game. It's on New Year's Day, bro. He cannot wait for that game. <laughs> but no, no. Okay. No, no, what no, about no. the Dolphins? We're beating the Dolphins too. Okay. So you have us. You have us finishing on. Are you have us beating the Bills in Buffalo? Okay, so you have us finishing on a four-game win streak. Yes. And you said we're going to beat the Vikings? No. Okay. So you have us winning six more games, going 12-5. and five. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Greg, what do you got? 11 I had, 
I had uh, I said I had set losses at Seattle and Miami, and then a loss at Minnesota. So that's six losses on the season. That gets me to eleven and six on the season. We are optimistic as hell right now. This is not looking good at all. Uh, for the actual New York Jets. John's concerned, but yet we're six and three. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not concerned about six and three. I'm concerned about 12 wins. <laughs> All right. John's worried about, John's going to need a, a pacemaker. Do, do you think we have a legitimate shot at winning the division this year? I think we have a legitimate shot yeah. winning the division. The yeah, only need- issue for me is I think we're going to lose in Miami. I think yeah. we're going to lose in Buffalo. Those are those are two losses. Realistically, I think we're gonna lose in Minnesota, even though I, I um I'm gonna pray like I did for Green Bay that we win that game. So that's realistically that's six and six. Right. I know that's not gonna work out like that, but let's say that that's six and six right there. And then give it give us another loss in Seattle, like going to the West Coast, six and seven. But then everything else has to be a win. Like Patriots, Bears, Lions, Jaguars. Right, you have ten so you have us at ten and seven. Like I, I think, I think, I think that has to be the bottom. I think, I think, like realistically, yeah. that has to be the bottom for the Jets, like ten wins. So if we get to ten wins, that's 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 guaranteed playoffs. So that means, yeah, we have a realistic shot at the division because if we shock anyone and we win in the Vikings, if we shock anyone and Bills and the Bills are healthy, we win in Buffalo, like you guys said. If we we better take care of business at home versus Lions and Jaguars. If we shock anyone and win in Seattle versus Geno, if we shock anyone and win in Miami, that's. Four shockable games. We've done it. We've done it a bunch of times all year already. You know what I mean? We already had four shockable games in the first half, which scares me. Like, is it going to even out, or is this Jets team real? In my opinion, they honestly are real. My optimistic, optimistic life. We're about to go on a three game win streak. Three game win streak. Lose to the Bills. Another. Three game win streak and then lose you can, them. Alex. Before you do, I just want you to realize that the most optimistic Jets fan in the world, John Malika, has yeah, the worst right. record out of the three of us. So oh, no, I got twelve wins. Something. I got twelve wins, but I think we're gonna. Oh, I thought you had ten. Game. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. I think we're gonna go on a three game win streak. Okay, we're gonna beat the we're gonna beat the Patriots, then come home. So you and Alex have Bears, twelve. I have eleven. Go to the Vikings, lose to the Bills. We're only, I mean, in this case, we're only losing two more games, and that's at the Bills and at the Dolphins. I mean, that's just insane. It's not gonna happen. But right. sure, I want. Hey, to. hey, whoa, 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 This is so. It's so interesting how the season's really flipped on its head. John would be like, no, 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 we're winning next week. No, 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 we're winning next week. The last, now it's like, guys, come on, now we gotta be. We gotta temper expectations over here. I mean, yeah, like we, I don't have them losing for eighty-five days. <laughs> so they beat the Bills, and they're gonna lose one. Then we're gonna win for another month and a half. Can, can, it's it's very unrealistic, you? man. <laughs> it's very it's unrealistic. the easy part of the schedule. Let me ask you this: Yeah, who are the you? You have the Jets as the top three defense, right? Yeah. Okay. Who are the top two? That's a good question. I would have to give it up to Denver, but I don't know what what what's gonna come out of them after. I gotta go to like healthy Buffalo. I would say would be number one. Okay. Healthy Buffalo, Denver. I know my two the answers. Patriots. Patriots right. are there. Who else? Who Eagles and Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, but who cares about them? That's NFC. Are you talking, oh, AFC? talking, no, I'm talking, Wait, I'm talking you about the best? I'm talking about overall. Think we have the top three overall. AFC defense or top three defense in the NFL? Top three defense in the NFL. I think we have it in the NFL, but like what really matters to me is AFC. Like the Ravens, the Ravens have a top defense. They scare me too. Okay. These I'm are all saying, like arguments for me. I'm just saying, like, 
Off the top of my head. You know, the only top defense then that the Seahawks played is Denver. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, top defense. I'm just saying Seahawks, Seattle. Like, they played Denver. Seattle's good defense, too. Amen. What's that mean? I don't understand. I'm just saying that Geno Smith's not winning. You're saying we're going to lose out in Seattle. I'm just saying they, they haven't played a top defense like this, man. That's what I'm saying. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. And that's why I'm confident in these games. Like, I, I, I trust our defense matching up. I'm scared of the Bears, to be honest with you guys. We, we kind of poo-pooed them, but we suck against tight ends. We suck against quarterbacks on the run. And we suck against running backs out of the backfield. That's literally the only three things that the Bears do. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a little worried about that game, if I'm being honest. We're going to beat the Patriots Redemption. The Vikings game is going to we match up well, so I think we should beat them. If the Bills aren't healthy, technically we should beat them. I'm just scared. I'll be honest. I'm just scared. We we we, we should kill the Lions. We should kill the Jaguars because they suck. Seahawks, we should beat them. Everyone should beat the Seahawks, but they've just been good every single week. Uh, but we're going to lose to the Dolphins. I don't know. We'll see. We better bottom out at 10. We better, and I think we're going to max out at 12. 12 wins us a division, though. Yeah, 12. I think 12 definitely does. I was just looking at everyone else's schedule, and, like, Miami still has to play. They play the Browns this week, which I think is going to be tough, but they still have to play the 49ers, the Chargers, the Bills, the Packers, the Patriots, the Jets. Like, that's a tough schedule. Oh, yeah, they're going to lose season. a bunch of those games. They're going to lose a bunch of those games. Yeah. Oh, What's man. the Patriots' schedule? They have... After us, they go to the Vikings. Oh, and that's a that's an eight twenty game. Is that a, oh, is that Thanksgiving? That's Thanksgiving, yeah. Oh Thanksgiving my night. goodness, dude! The Vikings are going through a gauntlet right now. Yeah, they're going through the uh, the AFC East, baby. Wow, dude, that's crazy for the Vikings, dude. I didn't realize that. Yeah, they play the Bills this week, and then the Patriots <laughs> next week. Top ten yeah. QB is going to handle it all. <laughs> okay, I hope so. That'd be fantastic. Um, I hope not. All right. So the Patriots are home versus the Jets at Vikings, home versus the Bills. And then they have a couple easy games Cardinals, Raiders. Oh my God. Patriots are going to Las Vegas. That game might be 85 <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 0. That going might to... get Josh McDaniel fired. That game, <laughs> might. <laughs> that might, that game might be horrible. I didn't realize. Okay, and then Bengals, Dolphins, Bills to end it. Dude, this division could be ours. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the Bills schedule. They still have the Vikings, like we talked about. They still have all three of their division games against the Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins. Uh, They have the Browns still, and they have the Bengals still. Yo, let's go Browns and Bengals, dude. They can save us. They have two more (laughs) Patriots games, actually. So Let's go Browns and Bengals, dude. I love the Browns this week. Deshaun Watson coming back. Let's go. The Browns really can save our season. That's crazy <laughs> to say. I'm a Kevin Stefanski guy oh, all of a man. sudden. Well, Let's like go Browns to save the season. That's uh, that's and that's Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase on Christmas Eve. They, they beat the Patriots. That'd be amazing. Let's go. <laughs> I'm hyped right now. Let's go. Jets division, bro. I will be rich if the Jets win the division. You understand that? I will be rich if the Jets win the division. I need it. And on that note, this is a good place to end it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning for another Jets episode of the Next Jets, etc. podcast. You all know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. 
We're also partnered with Minute Media and Fansize. You can find this podcast on the Jet Press or the Daily Knicks. We also got that YouTube page. Knicks coming, Jets coming, ETC, Paranormal Rights Act, etc. That shit's wild. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops and we watch a video. Hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. We want to know what your thoughts and opinions are. What do you think Jets are going to do to finish off this season? Are you, are you, are you as optimistic as we are? 12 and 5, 11 and 6. Double digit wins. I Double mean, digit wins. Cow. That's what we're talking about. We just about, need people. to get seven wins. Now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> now Five we're here. and a half, Alex. Five and a freaking half. That was preseason. I'm so jealous that you guys were able to make that bet and I had to like. Ugh, it's at nine and a half now, dude. I'm, I'm still taking it. You guys laughed at me say, oh, I said I get the Jets at nine wins. Now we're sitting here talking about 12. Insane. It's crazy. If here we post we a playoff game. I mean, oh, oh my God! The no. Jets host the playoff game. That's no. what division means, boys. Yeah, I, know, I know, I know. I, I, I understand. Like I, I can't understand think what, like that. I understand that. what we're talking about, <laughs> but just, that'd be wild, absolutely wild. Build a statue for Robert Sala outside of MetLife. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even know contract. how to act. I really don't. Wouldn't even know how to act if we if we hosted a playoff game. We're, get the permits. Build that statue. But if I'm gonna tell you something. I, I really don't want to travel to Baltimore. Uh, for game one, so <laughs> so please make it make it convenient. But while you're also on that YouTube page, we got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every single sport possible. Right now, it's college football and the NFL. These guys are on fire. These guys are like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Draymond it's up right now, so don't don't. No, it's a bench. Yeah, we're, we're, well, that's starting to fine. That bench. They're killing sucks. me. If you look at my parlays, the Warriors, I have them winning the division, and they're sucking right now. So I. There's still. Hey, hey, but John, there's still a lot of basketball left, right? <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're doing worse than the Knicks, bro. They have they have half the wins that the Knicks do, <laughs> and they're still favored to win the whole damn West. Hey. <laughs> We'll see what happens. We'll see Alex, what happens. To, to your point on winning picks weekly, though, there's only a couple weeks of college football left. We are still. I had a bad week last week. I'm still 81 and 72. I am still up money in college football. We are going to drive to finish the season up money in college football. So come, let us know what you guys are taking. Let us know what you guys think about these picks because there's only a few weeks left for college football. Then we'll transition to something else. You know, maybe bowl little, season, baby. Bowl season. Maybe a little World Cup episode or something like that. We'll talk a little footy. Oh Who knows? God, World Cup. I can't believe that's in two weeks, dude. Here we go. Here we go. And then last, right. And then last, we may not see John ever again. I believe. And then last and certainly not least, please make I sure to follow us on all social away. media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Yeah, John's already thinking about which World Cup game he's going to go to. <laughs> Uh, it's in Qatar, bro. But I am definitely if the next World Cup's in MetLife, bro. I will stand outside to get those tickets. Absolutely. I'll Black Friday wait outside to get those tickets. So <laughs> that's a different conversation for a different day. Thank you everyone for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Next Jets Etc. podcast. We out. J E T S Jets Jets Jets.